0: Well, hey, friends, welcome to the Collective Podcast, where we strive to highlight ordinary women living extraordinary lives of faithfulness. And we want to unite, inspire, equip, and unleash God's women to be all that they can be in light of what God's done for us. We are so glad you're here. Friends, I am so, so excited to share with you about today's episode, probably a little even more than I normally am, because I'm always excited about our episodes. But today is the coolest. What we're going to do is we're going to share an interview that I did back in the midst of quarantine when we filmed a TV show on Watermark TV called Collective Live. And in it, I just got to interview friends ordinary women who are living extraordinary lives of faithfulness. And that's everything that this podcast is built on. And this one in particular, I love so much because I got to interview my mom, Tani McFarlane. And this woman, if you saw the episode, guys, her neck was red. She was splotchy because she hates being in the spotlight. And that's why I love to stick her there sometimes, because it is often the women who might be the quietest and serving in the back, whose wisdom we need to hear from the most. There's a quote by Eugene Peterson that says, faithfulness is long obedience in the same direction. And that completely captures my mom. And faithfulness isn't something we just wake up one day and decide to do once and hope that that decision sticks for a lifetime. It's daily making small decisions to move us in the right direction. And I'm so excited that you get to hear from my mom today. One of the things we love about this platform, both just in interviewing and also just in the podcast, is we get a chance to hear from women who you may not find on a large platform in front of large audiences because it terrifies them. (laughs) But even more so, we need to hear their wisdom. The chance to hear one day, well done, good and faithful servant, isn't just for people who have large platforms. And I hope that this episode just reminds you today that He sees every good work that you do. He is the one that we aim to please. And a lifetime and legacy of faithfulness is 100% possible no matter where God has you, no matter what gifts He's given you. He's got a plan for your life and it's one that's gonna bring Him glory if we're obedient. So please be so blessed by my interview today with my mom, Tani McFarlane. Thank you for having me, Callie. you for being here. <laughs> Mom, how do you feel about having bright lights in your face and a camera with thousands of people I'm watching? Horrified. Okay. And would not do it for anybody <laughs> but you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those of you at home, My mom hates the spotlight. She hates lights of any kind on her. She is um, much more content to be in the background. But what happens with people like that is they end up cultivating a spirit of wisdom that many, many people need to know about. And so when I pitched this idea to her, I was like, don't hate me, (laughs) but I think it needs to be you. And so she has graciously agreed. And I, I really am serious. I know what that means to have you be here. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you for seeing me in that way. That's,
0: it's easy to see. That's you very know.
1: encouraging.
0: I'm glad. To okay, be. so let's start. And you're talking to me. I'm talking else. to you. Let's start. Just tell me about your life with Jesus. Did you come to know Him late in life, early in life? What was that like?
1: I have the abundant joy of uh, growing up in a family that loved the Lord. Mom and Dad, a brother. And from the time I was little, I was taught to love and to give. I was shown um, love that was not earned. So for me to transfer the love that my father had for me Mm -hmm. to a God that loved me unconditionally was very easy. I came to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ at an early age. I think I was five Mm -hmm. that I knew he uh, was the son of God who died for my sins. And then as the years went by, just as I grew as a person in in my teenage years, where your ability to understand more deeply things, I began to really want to know who this Jesus was that I said I loved. Mm -hmm. And so it started a process of, I bought a Bible. It was called the Reach Out Bible and started reading it and began to know who Jesus was and um, read that if you love me, you will obey me. And if you don't know him and you don't know what he's saying is what's good for us and what's bad for us, then you can't obey him. And so that just progressed. Um, It has really been my life has been to continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of my Lord Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and to strive to follow him and to walk in a manner worthy of my calling. Mm -hmm. And there have been seasons where I did that well and there have been seasons where I didn't do it well.
0: Well, and we talk about how you kind of said, I came to know and trust in Christ that for you, and I would say you can speak into this, but for me too, I don't remember a specific date and time stamp that I can place going, Hey, this was the day that everything changed for me. For me, it was like, uh, Proverbs, I think four, 12 or four 18 says, um, you know, that it's, uh, the path of righteous is like the first light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full noon day that like my faith was this gentle sunrise of just growing into the Lord. And, and I think you would say yours was a lot the same way, but you're not, you suffice it to say, you've been walking with Jesus for a long time. Yes. And you've gotten to see him and his love for you through lots of different seasons. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, through, The very difficult subject of raising your son versus the relief of, you know, when you got to raise your daughter, I'm just kidding. Talk about the different seasons that you've gotten to go through of, um, what was it like to walk with Jesus as a newly married woman, as a mom of young kids, as kids were growing up high school? How did it, how did it change and how did your discipline of faithfulness, did it look the same during those seasons or did it change? No,
1: that's a great question. I think especially for young moms, yeah. when, you're, when you're single, you have more time to spend with God and to, to grow and to memorize scripture. And then you get married. And what happened with me is I didn't think I was a selfish person. Oof. And I realized I was pretty selfish. Yeah. And Dean and I got married right out of college. And then on our anniversary, discovered we were pregnant. And I didn't really know how that happened. I learned later on how that happened. But <laughs> who um, knew? I know who knew. And then um, when he was three months old, I found out I was pregnant again. And he was colicky,
0: <sighs> and so, so the thing that my brother tells me for my whole life is, you know, Mom cried when she found out she was pregnant <laughs> with you. And so, what I'm hearing, tears is, of joy. That's probably true. No. No. no tears not tears <laughs> of joy. <laughs> but again, we were we were young and.
1: Our friends weren 't even married, and so very I felt lonely mm-hmm. and um, so the the times of spending time with the Lord got pretty short. I can remember setting my alarm to get up and try to read the Bible, and someone was already awake. Mm-hmm. one of you two were awake, and um, then i 'd try to read it to you like a story, and that didn 't last very long, but I was thankful for what I had um, hidden in my heart for those years. And then um, I think it was a gal named Nancy Claremont. I'm not even sure it's the right name, but she wrote a book called Normals is Setting on the Dryer. Oh, and yeah. she gave me great little hints like, um, you don't have to be sitting and reading God's word. You can pray it. And when you're doing the laundry, pull their socks out and pray that mm-hmm. you would, that the Lord would bless their feet and that they would be people who would go and spread the gospel. And that as you're feeding them, that they would grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. Mm-hmm. And so it would, um, I think that's a beautiful thing about faith and life with Jesus is it's not in a box. Yeah. It is um, love the Lord with all your heart. Seek to understanding, asking mm-hmm. um, what you and Jenny talked about last week. You mm-hmm. know, when your thoughts go awry, to grab hold of them and be able to put a promise and a truth of God to slay those thoughts.
0: That's something Judy Wimberly, who's an incredible paramount of wisdom at our church, told me when I when I when my kids were teeny was this idea of, hey, you if you drink from a water bottle during the day, like, like I have this water bottle, whether I chug it all at once or I take little sips of it throughout the day, I'm gonna get the same amount of nourishment. Right. That really broke through kind of some of the pressure that I was putting on myself in toddler years. And so then post-toddler years, do, inquiring minds want to know <laughs> does it get easier do you get more time do you get I, I can't imagine that all of a sudden your kids are teenagers or your kids go off to college i mean something else is going to get in the way of you pursuing yeah. the daily discipline with the lord but does it how did it change as we got older and moved out of the house
1: well our enemy will do anything to yeah. keep us out of the word that gives us life and breath and mm-hmm. um helps us to know how big our god is but Yes, it gets easier. And back when there was this thing called school, and children <laughs> <laughs> went to school, moms had a little bit more time. And I was involved with a, a ministry for ten years that um, I had never read the Old Testament because mm-hmm. I'd read it and I think, gosh, everybody just kills each other. Mm. And but I learned from some women, um, Nita Warner and Jenny Glassman, how to read. Mm-hmm. and study and apply God's word even Leviticus and mm-hmm. Samuel and Kings and all these kings running around so that was a really growing period where i had time to um sit and then i got to teach children mm-hmm. and i think that at heart i am i think uh, Psalm 119 i think it's 130 talks about that the light of the word of god makes wise the simple and i'm kind of a simple person and that was really comforting to me but in teaching children, I had two to four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, the Word of God, it just became even more alive and active. And I'd look at Dean and go, do you know there's a talking donkey and that ravens bring Elijah bread and meat? Where'd they get the bread and meat? So it was just, so there was a period, yes, where I had more time. Mm-hmm. But then I also, this is an equipped disciple shout out mm-hmm. there are different ways to intake the bible you can read god's word study god's word hear god's word and um i'm gonna forget the last one read study oh, meditate.
0: i was in this class with yeah. you i should be i should be helping but the
1: main one was meditate on because it. because your thumb if you don't have your thumb you can't hold you on Can to grab it. on to thing yeah yeah but that was that so as a mom there are periods of time where you can't just dive in and say oh I just had this study time
0: for an hour right?
1: and it's like the drinking of the water bottle you grab onto a scripture that you've memorized and pray it
0: was there a time or has there been a time it may not be contributed to a specific like season of life but there was there a time where in this fight for discipline for the purpose of godliness that you that you were tempted to give up not give up on the Lord but just give up on the fight because I think something we've realized is, whether it's in marriage or relationships, like if you're not fighting, this is like we talked about last week, mm-hmm. if you're not fighting for intimacy, you're going to be drifting right. away. Did you ever lose that feeling of fight? I think, I think it, I'm not sure it was a period of time. I
1: think there were days. Mm-hmm. There were days that I let other things crowd in and take over. And there were periods of time, things I struggle with are people-pleasing, um, performance- I had a struggle with body image, and and I really loved to run. I used Mm -hmm. to run, and I would. um, I realized there were times that I would get up and go run, and then all of a sudden, I'd have time to read my Bible. Mm -hmm. And running is great, but someone pointed out that is there any way that that running and exercise
0: could be an idol? Like, shoot, yes, I did. I did not get that part. The (laughs) genetics. I sometimes wish I <laughs> had some of that part. Yeah, things are going to compete for yes. your so, love of Jesus yeah. and you're not even going to realize that it's pushing it's pushing out your discipline yeah. until either a faithful person is willing to wound you or right. the spirit just reveals it to you. Right.
1: Unfortunately, I'm uh, married to a man that he will ask frequently, "What mm-hmm. is the Lord teaching you?" and then we before we went to Watermark, we've had community groups or small groups for the last, gosh, we've almost, we've been married almost 40 years. So we've been 40 years of doing community. And yes, it's always hard, but it's always worth it. It's always worth so it. So those people also help you mm-hmm. to
0: stay in God's Word. When the social distancing is over, we, we need to have a party. Yes. 40 years is... That's a lot. That's it's, incredible. He's, he's put up with me for a long time. I think he'd say it's the opposite. <laughs> Okay, so there's there's women and men watching of all different ages, and so I there's a woman out there who's listening who is at the beginning of her faith journey, and um, what would you say to her to encourage her when he, she's like, man, like sixty years of faithfulness, I, there's no way, like she might feel ready to stop, or you've got a woman who's been walking and been faithful for a long time, but it, she's tired. What, what would you, would you tell those two women different things or would you tell, what would you tell them?
1: Uh, let's see if this answers. There was another lady named Renee Rochester. Oh, I love Renee Rochester. She worked at Kids Across America, happened mm-hmm. to go to the University of Texas. Right. And um, we won't hold that that's against part her. part of her wonderful story. Mm-hmm. And when we would, Dean and I would go up and help at Kids Across America she would talk and God's word came out. Yeah, I mean, she just spoke scripture. And I remember asking her, I was like, how did you do that? And she goes, girl, you just read it.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: read it, soak it in, and ask the Lord to help you remember it. So I think for someone who's new in their faith, the book that really, where I felt like I really got to know who God is, is Psalms. Mm-hmm. And I think Judy Wimberly told me this, like get a piece of paper, and draw three lines down. What do you learn about who God is, what He's done, and what's His promise? And then those those traits. When you have then for the woman who's tired and dry, if you can go back and remember um, who God is, He's your rock, He's your tower, uh-huh. He's your strength. There's a prayer of David, and he in one prayer praise something about God 50 times in 20 something verses wow. and not one of them is will you do this for me but who He is and because who He is who we can be. So I think it's kind of a similar answer you know there's so many things that are going to pull you off God's um, getting to know him better and I think that's why he put in there you know his mercies are new every morning he gets you a fresh start. so if you didn't do great, Yesterday, you have today yeah. to start. And it's take a step. And a lot of times it's prayer. You know, just, Lord, help me.
0: That's one of the things I like the most about you is you have an uncanny ability to take the next most important thing and go, just go do that. Your next right step. And so for women or men at home that are struggling with, man, if this is the beginning of your faith journey and we're in the midst of this crazy season, and I'm thinking, how do I make my next moment work? How do I how do I be faithful for the next fifty years? You be faithful today. Yeah. That's what that's what I hear you saying is you you pursue God in His Word today, and then if you fall, you get up and you do it again tomorrow. And before you know it, the years will go by, and you will have cultivated a discipline of faithfulness in your life because you weren't just trying; you were literally training like an athlete. And
1: well, and, and that's
0: what. We, when you said trying and training, I looked up a, d- a
1: definition mm-hmm. of to try is to try to, to test and learn. And um, to train is to be taught to accomplish.
0: That's and, such a good definition because it's so different. Uh, trying is a
1: kind of a futile thing. And training is someone you, you're helping and there's a goal. And it's
0: And it denotes humility that you can't do it on your own. You have right. to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, Mom. Would go Webster. <laughs> yeah. he's. I found out he could almost literally quote the Bible. I know. Did you know, I know that? I did. You can quote a lot of the Bible. She speaks scripture like her friend Renee Rochester. She may not admit it, but Mama, I know this isn't your favorite thing to do.
1: you can ask me to
0: sing? No. <laughs> Don't make me sing. I'm not going to ask you to sing. I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone and what I told you yesterday is you have wisdom that is worth sharing and thank you for sharing it and I feel like I could ask you 10 more questions but thank you for having I know what it takes for you to jump and come and be here and I'm thankful thank you well if you're like me After hearing an interview like that with one of the most precious women in the world, and I admit I'm biased, I just wish I could give every single one of you Tony McFarland's cell phone number, but I can't. But you've got a woman in your life. And so I would just encourage you to look to the right or the left of you. If there's a woman living a life of faithfulness, man, ask her to coffee. Ask if there's something that you could do um, alongside her just so that you might learn from her. And I also just want to challenge us, how can we take our next step of faithfulness today. For you, um, your next best yes, your next step of faithfulness, honestly might be going, man, there's some sins in my life that are owning me. And I need to do some work in recognizing that I'm not God and I need to stop trying to be. So for you, we've got a ministry here at Watermark called Regeneration. It's in hundreds and hundreds of churches across the country. So no matter where you're listening, there is probably a region near you. But if you're near us, you can go to watermark.org slash region um, maybe for you, it's re-engage. That's a ministry we have here for um, just enriching marriages. And so if there's some steps and some work you need to take to develop your marriage and that's what faithfulness looks like for you, go to watermark.org slash reengage and we would love to serve you. And then lastly, you may look and go, man, my next step of faithfulness is I need to do some equipping. So we would love for you to check out our women's Bible study here at Watermark or Equip Disciple or any of the other amazing ministries that are created with equipping you in mind. And lastly, for some of you, the most holy thing you might be needing to do today is take a nap. And so for those of you, sometimes a life of faithfulness means that we need to rest for a minute. And so feel the freedom in whatever the Lord is calling you today, whatever your next best yes is, whatever your next step of faithfulness, go and do it. Ladies, we're here for you in whatever way that we can be. You're welcome to email us at collective at If there's ways we can pray for you or help you get connected to the, any of the ministries I mentioned before, or if you want to follow along with what we're doing in the collective, you can join us on Instagram at watermark underscore collective. Guys, we love you. We're here for you. Thanks for joining us on the Collective Podcast. And until we see you again, let's serve the church and bless the city.